Ocean Breezy Under the Water Tower, presented by Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. And now, here are your hosts, Matt Crane and Derek Biglane. Good afternoon, Matt. Good afternoon, Derek. We're coming to you from Monday afternoon. This is June 6th, June 6th, which of course is a, uh, I guess, an infamous, famous day uh, in U.S. history. This is D-Day. Absolutely. Uh, today is D-Day, and so we're going to have a kind of a D-Day slash patriotic slash informational informational war type theme to today's show give you some facts we're going to kind of mention some movies uh including one that uh, both of us saw uh since our last show so of course leading into the our lead-in music this morning what kind of kind of references that movie everybody knows that music everybody knows what that is top gun has been the biggest topic since our last show i say the biggest topic Derek. one of the biggest topics definitely almost 600 million dollars across the world when it comes to box office receipts so far huge movie you and i thoroughly enjoyed the movie we're going to give a little bit of a review here shortly. Uh, it's going to be tied into my word from the weekend or word from the holiday because we did take two weeks off. I will let our listeners know we did record a show last Friday and uh, your boy here did something computer related and um, uh, I lost it. Yeah, we, we lost it. So we're going to be really, this is going to be one of the best shows ever because uh, we've done it twice now. So yeah, anything, uh, any of y'all that watch Stranger Things, it's somewhere in the upside down. We're not sure where it is. It, it may be recovered at some yes, point, exactly. but uh, as of right now, it is in the upside down and uh, it is lost uh, to us. Well, Derek, hit, uh, some of the best shows, the biggest shows in the world, have um, you know non-release things and hidden little uh, episodes. We'll just say one of those is uh, is there because it was really good. Probably <laughs> our best episode. Maybe ever. Well, and well, we're going to carry some of that what we had in that show. We're sure. going to carry to this. It actually may yeah. even uh, enhance this show because again, it's kind of we we had talked a little bit about Top Gun during that show, but we're going to carry it on today. Give you a a wartime slash patriotic theme for the show today, and uh, really looking forward to it. But uh, somebody else who we know uh, is really patriotic and spent half the weekend texting us uh, about uh, baseball and many other American themes, and that was uh, Brian Couch. Uh, swimming in the backyard. That's uh, pretty American <laughs> as you can get. Again, of course, we joke around, but really appreciative of our 2022 presenting sponsor, Mr. Brian Couch with Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group. Team Couch, a Birch Realty Group, possesses over 65 years of combined real estate experience. They're the number one real estate team for the last 13 years in DeSoto County. They were recently named the top producing team in the Million Dollar Club for North Mississippi Realtors, which not everyone can be a part of. They are ranked nationally as a top performing real estate team. Also recently voted the Soto's Best for the fifth time. It is currently a great time to list your home. They are offering a free, no obligation market analysis. Simply give them your address. They can tell you all about your neighborhood, your zip code, what's going on on your street, what's going on with your neighbors and their houses that they maybe are putting up for sale. Brian and Terry possess all the analytics that you want from the best realtors in the Soto County. Give them a call at 662-449-1700. That's 662-449-1700. Call Brian on his cell phone, 901-461-7653. That's 461-SOLD, S-O-L-D. You can also do a full home search anywhere in the Mid-South at teamcouch.com. Again, that's teamcouch.com. Do not go into this very hot DeSoto County market alone. Call the best, work with the best. Team Couch of Birch Realty Group. Again, do a full home search at teamcouch.com. And remember, every home needs a couch. Enjoyed our two-week break, Derek, but uh, glad to be back in the Mobile Car and Van Rental Studios. Mobile Car and Van Rental located at 2571 McCracken at the corner of McCracken and Commerce right here under the water tower. Mobile Car and Van Rental, the only car rental place in Hernando, ready to serve you with cars, pickup trucks, vans, 
cargo vans, give them a call today, 662-469-4555. That's 662-469-4555. If you're putting together uh, late June or July travel plans, you definitely want to reach out to us. We do have a few spots left in July. June is very booked with a lot of church trips, some even, even some school trips. Definitely ready to serve you, though, if we can. 662-469-4555. Give Mobile Car and Van Rental a call today. All right, Derek, like I joked around, our show from last Friday was amazing. Um, it was truly, truly our best show, and uh, it got erased or whatever it, uh, it did. Go ahead and give me your word from our two-week break. Word from the uh, two-week break, word from the past two weekends, is myriad. Myriad, of course, means varied, various. What this is alluding to is a myriad of events that uh, both of us have done, but I know that I have done since our last show. Uh, since our last show, the, uh, my son was enrolled in college. You know, rolled him at Ole Miss. He's good to go. Got his course schedule. Was one of 3.6 million people the first weekend to see Top Gun. Uh, so that was a, you know just a great movie. That I know that we're going to touch on in just a moment. Visited the Farmers Market twice, both weekends. Uh, I think the two weekends ago over the Memorial Day weekend, absolutely packed. Sure. Uh, not as not as packed this past Saturday, but I went a little earlier. I went. Uh, I think on the, the Memorial Day weekend, I ran around 10, 10.30. Uh, this past weekend, I ran right at 8. So you know, may have been just as packed around 10 or 10.30. Uh, I've run two races since our last show, uh, back-to-back weekends. Uh, I've been able to catch up on a couple of two TV series that I really enjoy. was able to fish, kayak, and of course – uh, over the last really weekend and maybe the uh, starting on Thursday, just watched a ton of college baseball. Uh, really watched that. Uh, just uh, the guys are doing a fantastic job with that. And hang on, so, so really, I mean, let's call it what it is: kayaking, fishing, watching college baseball, going to farmers markets. I mean, just the the ultimate yuppie dream. Well, yes, <laughs> ultimate yuppie dream right here. Oh, and you, and and as we sit here recording, uh, your Jeep has its top off, and we had to put stuff on top yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's raining right now on top of my Yeah, Jeep. that's what I'm saying. Living yeah. the yuppie dream. Well, I mean, Let's it's, it's uh, enrolled a kid at Ole Miss. Oh my gosh! And you're wearing you're wearing like a Southern Marsh uh, shirt right now. Oh my gosh! We're, we're we're just cliches left and right. Well, I guess I am. I guess I am. Uh, <laughs> Don't fight it, dude. Don't fight it. I'm the uh, I'm the uh, the middle class version yes, of yuppieism. Uh, but anyway, uh, that was uh, just a wonderful uh, myriad myriad of events that I've been able to do since the last show and you know I know that uh, of course there was work thrown involved there a little sure. bit it uh, was a taping of a show that disappeared uh, but all that has amazing um, show amazing <laughs> it was amazing all that has happened and so uh, again uh, really getting into the summer swing really able to do some stuff that I want to do you know personally uh, stuff with the family and of course I know that everybody listening to this show is probably either planning or in the process of taking vacations so just a lot of stuff going on we are very uh, blessed to live in the country that we live in of to be able to make these decisions be able to get out there and, and be able to do that and so just uh that was my my word from the past two weekends is myriad a great word Derek. and you're right every day is whoo every day is a new day of busyness and moving and shaking and like you said throwing a job in there and then you know recording a show and that type of stuff just uh, keeps us pretty busy well Derek, same uh, word for me the uh from the mysteriously uh disappeared show patriotic was my word from that show and it is my word from the uh our two-week break i say patriotic because again memorial day weekend was a beautiful event of uh, remembering two Sundays ago, I didn't feel my best, so I didn't. I wasn't able to make it to church, and I was able to watch the Indy 500 pre-show or the pre-race uh, pageantry there. Um, playing of taps in front of 300,000 people uh, was very patriotic and very moving uh, for sure. And then the the race, of course, all the different pageantry. Um, it is very. Um, 
let's Derek, I would say we're post pandemic for sure. When it comes to patriotism, when it comes to uh, being together as uh, groups, whether it be at concerts and whether it be at events and uh, those different things. And uh, typically here in the South, for sure, you're going to have the uh, national anthem and you're going to have people with their hand uh, over their hearts. And, um, you know, patriotic is my word from the break. Just a wonderful two weeks. Uh, The last two weeks have been great thoroughly. And my daughter graduated since our last show. Uh, Just been really busy. Just a lot going on. And uh, as you mentioned, as part of your stuff, congratulations on Bo being a student. Hannah Grace was there a week before. Mm -hmm. And uh, that'll be here and upon us before we know it for sure. And everybody that knows us and listens to the show, um, thank you for being on this journey with us. We really appreciate the last couple of years uh, you uh, trusting us and, and enjoying our show. I have I have had several people, including two yesterday, Derek, that mentioned, "Hey, uh, is the show still going on? <laughs> Where is it? You know that it's kind of coming. stuff." It's so, here. so so we're here, uh, we're up, and 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 that that gentleman said I listened to all of them. So uh, and he did admit one hundred percent that he stopped watching all meetings because he enjoys uh, you talking about them. And we're going to talk more about that here shortly. But Derek, uh, go back to our theme music, our our uh, bumper music to bring us in. Uh, Top Gun. You and I are in our forties. You and I grew up with Top Gun. Um, Nineteen eighty six, massive movie. I've seen it a million times. I thought Maverick Top Gun was really, really good. Really good movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. There's a ton of, uh, you know, stuff for the old folks, you know, per se. And then there's plenty of stuff, plenty of action for the young folks as well. Uh, my kids thoroughly enjoyed it. They had seen Top Gun, of course. But uh, I just thought uh, it, it was really, really, really good. Top three things for the movie that I want to make sure. Number one, uh, Tom Cruise looks amazing at 60. Yes. Uh, let me tell you something. When you can walk out on a beach in your blue jeans, uh, still rocking mostly a six-pack uh, with guys that are literally 40 sure. years younger than you are. That so, got paid to get ripped for this movie. Yeah, 35 to 40 years younger than Correct. you are, and you can hold your own. Yes. You know, props to Tom Cruise. No doubt. Uh, props to Maverick. Number two, Jennifer Connelly. Just Bring absolutely the heat. amazing. Bringing heat, son. Just, I mean, 51 years old. She's a little bit better. I, I'm, don't get mad. She's a little bit better looking than, um, what's her name? Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis. I'm going to say. She would admit to that. Kelly McGillis would admit to that. <laughs> I'm going to say, in the movie, yeah. I, I would give it to Jennifer Connelly. Uh, in in real life right now, I would give it all to Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. It is, uh, it's not close. Yes, uh, not even time. close. But uh, Jennifer Connelly looks great and really came in. If, you, if you're a fan or remember the first one, her character is mentioned Correct. in the first movie. You never a lot of people her. are missing that, Derek. A lot I of people are like, how, oh, I, I, the, hey, first thing I picked up, the first thing I picked when up I, on. When they said her name. Done. Done. I was Done. like, oh, there you go. I know exactly who. I mean, in, in Can fact, we go ahead and say it, right? Let's go ahead and say it. Okay, go ahead and say it. Yeah, Penny it's Benjamin. Penny Benjamin. Penny Benjamin is in the first twice correct. in the first yes. show. Twice yes. in two different scenes in the first show. I missed it. Yeah, I've only seen it 4,000 times. But yes, you're totally right. Penny Benjamin, that's Jennifer Conley's uh, thing. Just a little tease there. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you will see it soon. Um, you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, and let's hope that, that in the movie, I guess, are both supposed to be about 55 together because correct. if they really are nine years apart, not going to think about the age she was when Tom Cruise may have right. known her in the first Derek, movie. We don't just, talk about that. I mean, about dirty, that. Okay. Are we going to talk about Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Are we going to talk about Patrick Swayze? He should be <laughs> in jail. Talk about that. Not going to talk about that. Are we going to talk about He should have been in jail. Yeah, I mean, been, seriously. Oh, oh, 100% in jail. 100% in jail. Uh, so anyway, but just, she looked great. And then lastly, the the shots from the airplanes. Now, they had, they did 3,000 hours of flight uh, or film during flights that, that they took, that they took together, spliced together to get these, you know, several minutes each time they went up, but took 3,000 hours just from different angles. I mean, I've, I've read many articles, even from our last show that got, that disappeared. Yeah, yes, it did disappear. Um, <laughs> though that talked about 
the G-Force training that everybody had to go through, even characters who barely made the movie and or were cut from Correct. scenes, still had to go through all this G-Force trainings where they had to you know, start at one, basically get their G-Force tolerance up to eight or nine so they wouldn't black out. Just absolutely amazing everything they had to go through because Tom Cruise is like, look, the first movie was great. However, we shot a lot of stuff with screens. We shot a lot of stuff that didn't look as real as I wanted it to look. So if we're going to do this right, you've got to learn how to fly. And so they had to do these things. He was doing these things. And let me tell you, when you see the three, I guess it's at least three or four sequences of them doing training flights and doing doing the mission, it is, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's unbelievable. I, I mean, mean, it's it, breathtaking. It is a these. wonderful, uh, it's very nostalgic. Um, if you saw the first Top Gun, you will get plenty of the first Top Gun, all the different storylines, yep. that type of stuff. And then if, you, if you're newer, if you're younger, and this is the first time you're seeing it, uh, you know, you're, you're going to have – there's so much action. It was, it was a really, really good movie. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and, again, go back to my word for the weekend. It's very patriotic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are definite moments where you appreciate these, uh, these fighter pilots, appreciate the Navy, appreciate these soldiers that go to battle for us um, so that we can uh, sit here and record a podcast on a random Monday. Uh, we definitely want to sh- give a shout-out to those people, and, and, and thank you for that. Um, it's just really good. A very good movie. Thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, part of being an American – Part of being a patriotic is voting, and today is uh, primary day, Derek. Today being Tuesday, when you're listening to this show, will be Tuesday the 7th of June, and it is primary day in the state of Mississippi. Tell us what you got. All right, so today are primary for the 2022 congressional midterm. So please go vote where you would for national elections. If you vote Republican, that means you'll be choosing over Trent Kelly or Mark Strauss. And if you vote Democrat, you'll be choosing between Hunter Avery or Diane Black. Now, the winners from each will face each other in November in the general election. Of course, that will be the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. Now, the polling places, again, are where you would vote for the national elections. And remember, for Ward 3, Matt, you know we have a new voting precinct since Longview Point is no longer a polling place. You should have got a new card if you're in Ward 3. Matt, for you and I, that means that we are now will vote at Hernando Hills Elementary. So please go vote. Uh, I mean... I hope that you go vote tomorrow at Hernando Hills Elementary. But please check your card that were mailed out uh, once everything was redistricting for the wards, uh, that sort of thing. If, if it did change or if a polling place did close, like Longview, uh, then, then it has been moved. So, again, please go vote today. Get out, vote. Uh, go do your uh, civic duty uh, in voting. Pay attention to that for sure. Get out and vote for the uh, Republican and Democratic primary. And, Derek, I also, uh, as I just mentioned a few moments ago, the gentleman told me, hey, I do not pay attention to Alder meetings. Only pay attention to Derek's uh, uh, preview and review of the Alder meeting. Tonight is the first Alder meeting for the month of June here in the city of Fernando. Derek, not a lot going on. Uh, should be a pretty easy meeting per se. Go, go ahead and give us a preview of tonight's Alder meeting. Man, I'm going to call it a short meeting for, the, for tonight. Uh, sometimes – you just want to have one of those work days where you take care of some small administrative items and then maybe call it a day. Yes. I'm saying that's what the aldermen may be doing tonight. I'm not going to, again, I've said this before and, and cursed it, but uh, I'm going to say that it looks like that maybe a short meeting. I'm going to cover it very quickly. I'm actually going to combine three of the, uh, I guess, proposals or three of the uh, issues uh, into one. But first, I want to let everybody know that there is a, uh, a motion to for the approval for the Veterans Day Parade. So one of the agenda items is an approval for the Veterans Day Parade on November 11th. 2022, of course, that is Veterans Day at 10 a.m. Wonderful uh, parade, by the way. Let me just start saying wonderful. that. Yes. Wonderful parade. If you have an opportunity, can get out and go and wave a flag and pay uh, respect to those men and women that are going to pass in front of you at the parade. Please do. Again, this is all factoring into our, our I guess, our, our theme of our show being patriotic uh, for D-Day. Again, the so Veterans Day Parade will be November 11th at uh, 10 a.m. I'm assuming they're going to approve that. And the Optimist Club Independence Children's Day Parade will be July 1st. 
2022 at 7 p.m. So again, the next two, uh, you know, patriotic holidays. So July 1st at 7 p.m. will be the Children's Day Parade, and then November 11th, 10 a.m. the Veterans Day Parade. Next. For the 4th of July celebrations, which now are less than a month away, uh, the city is looking to approve three things. The approval of the fireworks contract for July 4th, 2022 with DeSoto Fireworks, LLC. There will be an approval to pay Brian Blake $200 to uh, be the DJ for July 4th. Yeah, so Matt, don't know how you did not make that, but um, two hundred. I, I charge a lot more than two hundred. Two hundred dollars to be DJ for the July Fourth celebration. And Correct finally, me if I'm wrong. That's going to be the music that's played with the fireworks, that's maybe right. That's on, right. on the radio station. On the radio right? station, yes, exactly. to get the, that free radio they have. Sure. You know, when you drive out there and park. And then finally, the approval to charge a hundred seventy-five dollar flat fee for approved licensed food vendors. Correct. That will be set up there on the July Fourth celebration. So again, all three of those motions. All three of those uh, having to do with the July 4th celebration that we will be doing. Correct. We're looking forward to that this year. Uh, the next thing on the agenda is the approval to enter into an agreement with uh, and allow the Hernando Youth Football Association to use Milton Kirkadon Park this fall at no charge. Now, that the Haifa had used the middle school field for a while. Uh, that looks like they're now going petitioning with the city to go back to moving it to Haifa. We know the city is looking at maybe one of the that field being one of the improvements they make with a potential bond issue uh, that may come off a penny for the parks that we're going to continue to discuss this year. Uh, but they are asking to play this fall uh, on the Milton Kirkendall field, so I'm assuming that'll be done. Uh, the next is to approve the lowest and best quote for the soccer parking lot soil cement and to approve the lowest and best quote for the soccer parking lot dirt work. It's a lot to say. Soccer parking lot dirt work. So the curbs those, are in. The curbs are in. Yes. Uh, this is the stuff to lay down the foundation uh, for the asphalt coming in. Yes. Uh, and then finally tonight, there will be an update on street paving and repairs, kind of what they've done, maybe what they're looking to do based on the budget that they had left. I think they had set around $1.2 million to the side. Could also look to maybe pull for some of the lottery money, uh, looking to maybe take some more of that that's coming in from the state uh, each month. So, again, looking to uh, give an update where that is. And then there is an executive session tonight for parks personnel. Of course, we won't find out about that, but want to make everybody aware that there is discussion that will be held after the meeting for parks personnel. Not a whole lot of stuff going on. It really is amazing how the world, when when school's in, Hernandez one way, and when school's <laughs> out, man, it is just a totally different yep. town. It really yep. is a totally seems, different seems town. Seems like a lot slower. Just I mean, those those a little bit slower. People kind of you know just they go on their vacations, they do their summer stuff or whatever. But then whenever school comes back, I really look forward to school coming back in because it kind of it turns the page and, and seems like the the town starts to focus back in. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to just everything, really. Thank you to the board of aldermen, the city mayor, all the people that have to be there tonight for the uh, alderman meeting, whether it be the person who uh you know does a video or Gene Matheny who's all always there and, and parts of that. So thank y'all for doing city business. And speaking of city business, maybe even county business, part of that's going to be justice court. So many of us, I know I've before in the past, have had to visit the justice court up on 51 in South Haven. But if you uh, live under the water tower, you're going to be pretty happy about the next topic. Tell us about the justice court for the county, uh, getting a little closer to the county seat. That's right. The DeSoto County Justice Court will begin operating from a new building location on Monday, July 18th of 2022. So this year is just a little over a month away. The new DeSoto County Justice Courthouse will be located at 3423 Industrial Drive in Hernando, right next to the DeSoto County Adult Detention Center. Justice Court's current public phone number uh, will not change. So again, if you have the phone number, if you look it up, the, the phone number will stay the same. On Friday, July 15th of 2022, it will be the Justice Court's last day of operation at the 8525 Highway 51 North spot that is located in South Haven. And then starting again on July 18th, all Justice Court cases will be heard at the new building located again on 3423 Industrial Drive in Hernando. Now, this now, is, real quick, Derek, that's right off of Aiden. That's right off of Aiden. Act like you're going to the armory. 
kind of got to pass Mobile Car and Van Rental to get there. There you go. Mobile Car and Van Rental right there at the corner. Go down to Vaden, take a right like you're going to the jail. Not to the new going jail. to the new like jail, and it's right next to that. It's where exactly where the new court, uh, the justice court's going to be. Now, the South Haven office of the DeSoto County Tax Collector will remain at that uh, South Haven location. So, again, if you live in South Haven for listening to this, you can still go there uh, for your tax collecting. But the tickets, fines, payments, and filings for the county will be now be handled at the Justice Court, again, at the new location starting July 18th. The new Justice Court was constructed to accommodate DeSoto County's increase in population, an increase in the court's caseload, and to make the court experience more efficient and accommodating. Justice Court handles an average of 1,600 to 1,800 criminal cases and 600 to 650 civil cases every month, so about 2,500 cases a month. Justice Court's duties include preliminary hearings in some felony criminal cases, misdemeanor criminal cases, orders of protection, any traffic tickets that occur outside a city or town, evictions, and even small claims civil cases involving amounts of $3,500 or less. Now, the new Justice Court building has two courtrooms and will be used by the Adult Drug Court and Lunacy Court. The court's proximity next to the, of course, the adult detention center or the jail will increase the safety, reduce the number of inmate transports, and put more deputies on the streets. The new facilities will also include a secure video visitation area where families and loved ones can virtually visit with their inmates. So just a really cool facility being able to put up. And, of course, for everybody living in Hernando, if you get that ticket in the county somewhere, you don't have to go very far now to pay it. Really neat. I'm sure it's been a... um you know, something that's been in the works for a long, long time. So really neat that it's going to be open here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, congratulations to all the people that have to deal with the Justice Court every week that work with the Justice Court, all the work that they do, um, you know, in some very difficult situations. So shout out to them for sure. You know, Derek, outside the Justice Court, I'm pretty sure they have uh, some grass, and they're going to need to treat that grass pretty soon coming up. And tell us all about one of our longtime sponsors, Green King Spray Services. Since 2001, Green King Spray Services has been helping home and business owners enjoy lush, healthy, weed-free, outdoor living spaces. They refuse to settle for the status quo, continuously researching and testing the very latest methods, products, and strategies to ensure your lawn looks better than the other guys. With technicians trained and educated, with hours of continuing education and seminars each year, Green King is committed to doing everything they can to make and keep you satisfied. You can reach them at 662-892-8419, again 662-892-8419, or visit them on their website at greenkingspray.com. Remember, if you want it green, call the king. After you've worked with Green King and get your lawn exactly the right color, you're going to need somebody to come out, take a look at it, see if they can mow it to your specifications. And if you're interviewing companies to come and do that, please look no further than our longtime sponsor, Williams Services. Williams Services is a veteran-owned and operated business with years of experience in lawn care, landscaping, mulching, and so much more. Owner Richard Williams and his team can assist you with a multitude of outdoor home needs. Whether it's leaf removal, tree trimming, summer cleanups, gate repair, fence repair, new gate construction, new fence construction, anything on the outside of your home or office, call Richard, let him come out, take a look, give you a price if he can do it. If he can't, he'll help you find someone who can. Call him today at 662-292-8855. That's 662-292-8855. Find more information about Richard and his team on Facebook at Williams Lawn Services. Again, that's Williams Lawn Services on Facebook. Thank you, Richard, for being a longtime sponsor of the UTW Podcast. 
DeSoto Family Dental Care has been a presence under the water tower with over 60 years of combined dental experience. Dr. Seymour, Dr. Paroli, and Dr. Trotter are committed to providing a gentle and caring approach while focusing on the aesthetic beauty and long-lasting health of your smile. The practice is open Monday through Friday, providing hygiene appointments and general dentistry, including implants and implant-supported dentures, as well as Invisalign. You can be confident that the goal of each staff member is to create a comfortable environment to provide you with relaxing, personalized dental care. Please visit their office today to see the difference and give them a call at 662-429-5239. Again, 662-429-5239. Well, Derek, summer is always going to bring the end of high school sports, uh, but we have that to look forward to coming up in August. So a little bit of a break from high school sports, which we end our show with each and every week. But we do have some stuff to talk about when it comes to DeSoto County Schools coming up, and we'll update that in just a few moments. But right now, middle of our Tuesday show is always the DeSoto County Fact of the Week. Going to do things a little bit different. DeSoto County Fact of the Week given to us each week by Rob Long and the team at the DeSoto County Museum. Get by today and visit them 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday. That's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, right here on Commerce Street in Hernando, DeSoto County Museum. However, this week, we're going to talk a little bit more national, Derek, actually more world-related when it comes to D-Day, as we've mentioned several times, recording this on June 6th, an amazing day in the history of the United States of America. Derek, give us some facts about this infamous day. Yeah, man, we're going to talk about some facts, and then we're going to lead right into a discussion of the top five World War II movies. My, my opinion, the top five World War II I've movies. I've never seen the list. I'm, you have not seen the list. Uh, yes. I'm going to throw them at you, and then I want you to come back with with okay, maybe sure. one or two that I might have missed. All right, first, the facts of D-Day. The D in D-Day isn't short for departure or decision. As early as World War I, the U.S. military used the term D-Day to designate the launch date of a mission. One reason was to keep the actual date out of the hands of spies. Another was to serve as a placeholder until an actual date was chosen. So D-Day really had no meaning at all, the, the word D. It just basically said, hey, look, this is the date that we're going to start whatever mission it was. And then, you know, you'll get more specific later on. Right. Uh, and, but in this case, so like when you see VE Day, that's Victory Over Europe, VJ Day, Victory Over Japan, D-Day literally stands for nothing other than, hey, it's a placeholder until we decided what day it was going to be. Of course, we all know uh, it was supposed to be June 5th. Uh, and because of weather, they had to postpone it to June 6th, uh, the actual day of the invasion. Uh, the next uh, is the total Allied losses at Normandy are estimated to be at least 4,413. The total Allied casualties in the Battle of Normandy was dragged on until August. So again, D-Day itself, 4,413. But the actual Battle of Normandy, which of course was all five beaches that took place from June to August, topped 226,000. Oh my gosh, wow. 226,000 over that two-month time frame. But thanks in part to the massive influx of troops and equipment, D-Day marked a decisive turning point of course, in World War II. And then uh, the final fact uh, for D-Day, it was the largest amphibious invasion in military history. According to the D-Day Center, the invasion, officially called Operation Overlord, so that was the official name of the D-Day invasion, combined the forces of 156,115 U.S., British, and Canadian troops, 6,939 ships and landing vessels, 2,395 aircraft, and 867 gliders that delivered airborne troops. And if you've ever seen actual photos or or film from the pictures, just the massive amount of artillery and ships and boats coming in that day, it was just, I mean, it was, it just covered that entire span of the, of the shoreline right there for miles and miles and miles. Just an absolute, you know, just the, just think about the logistics, having to put that together and get there in a day. 
Yeah. Uh, just absolutely amazing what could be done back in 1944. So, again, we, we appreciate everybody, uh, all those who had family members who sacrificed, who did that, and were able to come back, and all those who may still be alive and living. I know they're unfortunately getting fewer and fewer. I mean, they're solidly in their mid-90s now, sure. uh, if not older. And so we just uh, really appreciate all that had given their lives for that. So, uh, again, that was uh, there's kind of some facts for D-Day. And Matt, that'll lead us uh, into something I put together. You did not know this. I, um, I didn't know this, and I, I've never seen a list, but I'm looking, looking um, because, forward to it. Yeah, we, we covered sports uh, in the Friday show that, again, disappeared. Um, but So we replaced that. wanted to make sure we had something to discuss. Uh, didn't want to uh, you know, and really talk about something fun, uh, but also uh, in remembrance of D-Day. So these are the top, my top five. Okay. Derek Biglane's top with five. five. Starting with five. World War II movies. Now, these are mo- movies that mostly have battles. Correct. Okay, this is D-Day. We're going to talk about the ones that actually had battles. Of course, so this will not include Schindler's List, right. Casablanca, Sound of Music. Uh, and, and unfortunately, one of my top probably three favorites for World War II is Inglorious Bastards. Just an absolutely great film. I've never seen it. You've never? Oh. To, no, I know I would like it. Oh, I've never God. seen it begin to end. I love Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I, I love that. I mean, probably I, I, I can't wait to see it. Top three probably film about World War II if you had to include all types of right. films. Definitely top two uh, Brad Pitt performance. Okay. He's absolutely awesome. amazing in that movie. Anyway, so uh, – t- I, I need to so, watch it. Yeah, not in there. So, again, I have the t- the five that I picked out. Two are relatively current ones and three that are older all-time classics. Again, my choices. Your number choices. five. Number five, go. Number five, Dunkirk. Dunkirk, yet to see it. Okay, 2017 film written directed by Christopher Nolan. But good. Uh, it is good. Uh, this, you know, he directed the Dark Knight trilogy, sure, so again, which th- I enjoyed. Really good director. It stars Tom Hardy, uh, yep. just like the, one of the Dark Knight trilogies did. Right. Harry Styles, Michael Caine, and James D'Arcy. Uh, it is a very interesting movie, Matt. It has three different perspectives over three different timelines. So you have a land perspective that took that takes place over a week, a sea perspective that takes place over a day, and an air perspective that takes place over an hour. So it's really cool. And of course, they're just splitting right. back sure. and forth. So you got to remember kind of where you are on that timeline as you're watching a movie. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a moving movie yes. about yes. a day, one day. Of course, mostly. I know that some takes over a week, but it culminates into one day in 1940 when 300,000 British troops are trapped at Dunkirk, retreating from the Battle for France, and could have been destroyed by Germany trying to retreat back to England. They're both good fortune with weather, the heroics of common Englanders with boats, and the misstep by the German army to get reinforcements before attacking allowed most of the soldiers to escape and get back. If either of these had not happened, England may have had to surrender literally the war uh, in 1940. So just a great, great movie capturing all that. Very well done. Very kind of a quiet movie, right. but just really beautiful. So again, Dunkirk. I don't know why I haven't seen it. I just and I you know would, I would enjoy it. Yeah, it. I would enjoy it. I know I would. Um, I can guarantee. Yeah, Heather probably wouldn't snuggle up and want to watch uh, this. She wouldn't do it. So yeah. that's that's something right there. I mean, there's only so many hours in a day that we have to, uh, you know, and, and then when you're busy with work and stuff like that. Um, Derek, I've I've caught myself uh, dozing off a little easier than I used to. You know, pushing around <laughs> nine o'clock. I've yet to really finish any baseball or softball games that we've been watching over the last couple of weeks. Man, the second you lay down for a minute, boom! It's it's you're it's busy. Adios. Getting older, right? Getting older yeah, and uh, very out of shape. Well, yeah, let's admit to it. Very out of shape. But uh, yeah. I need to watch that pretty soon. So I have no opinion on Dunkirk. I can't okay. wait to watch it. Yes. Number four, The Dirty Dozen. Derek, another one I've never seen from wow. beginning to end. Wow. I know I would enjoy that one. I know it's a classic. Uh, made when? 1967 American war film directed by Robert Aldrich and starring Lee Marvin, but also had a kind of a supporting class, Ernest Bergnine, Charles Bronson, Jim Brown, George Kennedy, yes. Telly Savalas, and Donald Sutherland. D- Derek, I do absolutely have, amazing cast. I do have to admit, I've, I've probably seen movies called The Dirty Dozen. 
I won't tell you in what <laughs> what that uh, was or what okay. that age of life that was. Okay. <laughs> Um, we're gonna stick with this. I'm proud of that. I'm not yeah. proud of that. Back, you know, not this, proud this of is the '67 exactly. War movie <laughs> that takes place three months before and up to D-Day. It is a great major a movie of a major general having to train some of the army's worst prisoners and train them for one specific suicide mission on the eve of D-Day. That's how the movie ends. It's on the eve of it's D-Day. Actual, actual. That's a real movie. Or uh, it it kind of takes from things, but gotcha, I don't okay. think it's an actual a unit itself. The was, climactic, there, was this a mission that happened? No, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. It just kind of leads into that. Gotcha. The climactic scene is exhilarating but sad. Yes. And it has a great repeated rhyme. So there's there's a way, there's like 16 lines that they repeat over and over and over again that tells the mission. By the end of the movie, you're kind of quoting it with them. Uh, but it's a, they keep saying over and over to help them memorize what they're sure. supposed to do when they're supposed to do it. Anyway, just a great movie. If you haven't seen it, 1967. Uh, because the characters are not, they're not the sharpest. In the that's bunch, right. that's right. right. They're, yeah. They're, yeah. The, the Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Number three. Okay. I have no opinion of the Dirty Dozen because I've never seen. I'm it. really okay. nervous. You could tell me you hadn't seen this. I know you've seen the last two. Okay. Go ahead. I'm really nervous about this one. Hit me. Number three, The Longest Day. Parts of it, not beginning to end, and I know I would enjoy it. Yeah. It's again the 1960s. So it's re- really, it's becoming. I'm just a terrible person. <laughs> I'm just. A, I do not love well, America. I thought you were a little more patriotic I, I not, than you were. No, I little, love patriotic yeah. stuff. I'm just. I, man, I can't believe all this is. Because this terrible. is all World War Two. Now we're not we're, talking right, about Vietnam. We're, we're not okay. talking about any. It's World War Two. Uh, 1962 movie specifically about June 6, 1944. Yes. It takes place in one day, based yes. on the book with the same name from 1959. Now it stars John Wayne, Robert Mitchum, Henry Fonda, Robert Wagner, Robert Wine, Richard wow, Burton, Sean Connery, and Peter Lawford, among many others. I've got to watch this. Yes. Yeah, it was produced by. Uh, Daryl Zanuck for 20th Century Fox. It's a three-hour movie that takes you through all the terribleness of that one day and the effect it had on so many men. Mm. It's wonderfully shot. However, the movie has a G rating, which is unbelievable with the number of men who die in this film. So again, oh we're not talking about gore and like it's just you know sure. you kind of see them hit and fall you know type right, thing. Sure. But it's a G rating. There's no cussing. 1962. Uh, but it is a wonderful wow. movie just about with all these great actors from you know from a generation or two ago. Uh, but if you enjoy it, and again, it's it's three hours, so you got you got to commit some time. Uh, but just a wonderful, wonderful movie. The longest day, yeah, I know I would enjoy day. it. I need to watch it. That cast sounds amazing. So let's turn our attention to maybe two that I have seen okay. because I'm a total. Well, uh, I know you've seen one. I'm, I'm a total loser seen, when it I'm comes. I'm hoping to, you've seen the other one. Go. Uh, all right, number two. Number two. World this War is, World is, War Two movies. Dare this is my, my and you know, the ones that I prefer in my order. Number two, Saving Private Ryan. Wonderful movie. Wonderful movie. Wonderful movie. You've seen this one. I've, I've seen yes. <laughs> okay, yes. I've, I've seen not only I've seen I've seen it multiple times yeah. and wonderful movie. I saw it, Derek when I went to Southern Miss for a summer and I um, couldn't wait for it to come out. Went and saw it by myself, which some people can have opinions about that, but I like movies by myself. I'm totally fine, comfortable saying that. Went and saw it by myself, cried by myself. Yeah. Because it was, uh, it may, you know, it makes a turn. Obviously, I won't tell you when the turn is, but it makes a turn. But uh, I've said this to you off air numerous times. Uh, I wish I would have joined the military. I, I, re- I regret not doing that. And um, watching that was just really, really tough because uh, the cliche is freedom isn't free. And whoo, man, D Day and those guys and those, that generation, they, they didn't. Some of them didn't sign up for this. Nope. A lot of them were drafted. A lot of them raced to sign up. And here they were having to do that, and it's just tremendous. Saving Private Ryan is one of my favorite movies. Yes, yeah, tough to, and and I admit to being it's tougher to watch now at forty three because I have kids, because I have children, because I'm more emotional. It's tougher to watch than I was as a you know college kid sitting there just amazed by it. Um, It's what those guys went through on D Day, Steven Spielberg. They they spared no expense. Well, that's what, and yeah, the film starts and spends a decent amount of the first third of the movie at D Day. Correct, but this is definitely not rated G. (laughs) 
this is a, a 1998 epic war film directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's known for its graphic portrayal Correct. of war, especially the unfortunate realism of the attacks at Normandy Beach. So kind of what, you know, the, the longest day shows you, this shows you to you, you know, unfortunately with what actually probably looked like, you know, once the guys started falling down. And and I, th- I think one of the reasons Heather hates to watch it is because of that, because uh, the first time you ever watch it, you're sitting there just watching and like then they spared no expense. Well, I think they the spared worst no is storytelling. Like when when, when the boats are coming to the beach, Correct, you know, the, yes. the, the landing craft. And if you haven't then, seen Saving Private Ryan, spoiler alert, let's go. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I'm not going to spoil right, the ending. Not, I'm just saying, like they lower the they yes. lower the door and people just start falling. Well, I mean, I mean they, people just, are sacrificed. Uh, they, 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 they were the guy, literally the guy that drew the short straw of being at the sitting front at of the that, front. Uh, of sitting at the front, and these you know whatever caliber uh, bullets come fly. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then they're zipping through the water. Guys are jumping off the side. It's unbelievable. Saving Private. Right. Great choice, yeah. Derek, on number two. I can't wait to figure out what number one yeah, it is. Star, it stars Tom Hanks, Edward Burns, Giovanni Ribisi, Vin Diesel, Adam Goldberg, and Matt Damon. Uh, the, the particular group of men featured are sent on D-Day to get to Europe to find James Francis Ryan, right. who, is, who played by Matt Damon, who is now the last of four brothers still alive after the other three are already killed in battle and bring him home. It was based on a true story of the Nylon brothers from New Jersey who had this exact thing happen. However, it was later found out that one of the three brothers thought to be dead actually was in a Japanese POW camp. This movie is horrific, intense, and beautiful, and thought-provoking as to the horrors of war, and it is worth send- and is it worth sending more men to bring one home? It's a fantastic movie, if not seen it, with a running time, again, close to the longest day of two hours and 49 minutes. So just a long movie, but just a, a it's, I won't say it's all enjoyable, but it, it's, it's a, it's a, you feel, you feel moved throughout the whole thing. There's certain movies every American should watch. I mean, this is one of those movies. I mean, I hate to break it to you. Uh, war is hell. It's just, it's brutal. And, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, it's what gross. The, it's gruesome. What the people it's, in Ukraine yes. are going through right now. I mean, yeah. just, that just fighting for what you believe in, even though you did not sign up for it. Right. Um, exactly. Tell me our number one World War II movie, Derek Big Lane list, and see what I got. My, my personal choice, my number one, I've seen this one probably more than anything else on the list. Hang on, let me guess. I, I have no clue. I have no clue. What is it? Patton. Never seen it beginning to end. So you're t- this is crazy. Now, I, I, I've, I've kind of started to watch it when I was younger. Man. Got a little bored with it and didn't finish it. I know I would enjoy it now as yep. I'm older and should, but, I mean, just an absolute rock star, for lack of a better word, uh, General Patton was, yep. was, a, was a machine. Yeah. All right. As I said, this, this is my list. So yeah, all-time favorite World War II movie. It is a 1970 film produced by Francis Ford Coppola and directed by Franklin Schaefer. It stars George, George C. Scott and Carl Madden. And it's about the famous or infamous World War II general George S. Patton. The film won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Actor for Scott. This movie actually is about the general who was not allowed to take part in D-Day. They had sent him to Africa, and he had come through Italy in the year or so leading up to D-Day because the Allies used him as a decoy since the Germans were so preoccupied with where Patton would be because he was kind of a kind of a brutal general. I mean, he was basically, let's move at all costs. We're never retreating, not surrendering. Uh, and so they kind of were like, okay, well, whatever's going to be done, Patton's going to be the one you know, right. kind of in charge of this thing. He was not. They used him as a decoy. If you've never seen this movie, the first five minutes, I cannot, if you are any way uh, interested in being you know, just a patriot, the first five minutes of the movie is the most patriotic right. and awe-inspiring speeches you will ever hear. Yeah, sure. Ever. You will, you will, you could use it as you, if you know, sending somebody into battle as easily as you could watch it before a football or a baseball or any sporting event before you played. I would actually watch this 
the, the, that first five minutes or the ending of Rocky Four before I would play games in Little League or Summer Ball just to kind of get me fired up. It's, there's haunting music, there's stunning scenery, and the history lessons taught throughout the movie are just so good. And as you mentioned, uh, some parts can get a little slow, but the scenery, the dialogue, and the care as to which the director and Scott try to nail the essence of the general is so well done that you don't don't mind. Again, this is my top World War II movie. I, I hope that people can respond to us uh, yeah, on sure. our Twitter on under our, the Water Tower info yeah. at gmail.com if we're missing something uh, under the Water please Tower. Please let us know. Not not me, obviously, because I'm a total loser and <laughs> I'm the least patriotic. <laughs> shame on me for that. Um, but all these that you've mentioned. Yeah, and again, there's the other war movies. I mean, sure. I, and I was, again, not – had to have mostly battles. Not talking to me. Similar right, sure. list is a beautiful movie. Yes, yes. And Glorious Bastards, one of my favorite. But actually talking about movies, these are the ones. And, again, I hope that y'all agree. If not, please let us know, reach out and let us know. Reach out let us know. Again, uh, kind of our – Take about 10 minutes, talk about the day, talk about the facts of the week uh, when it comes to DeSoto County Fact of the Week, typically brought to us by the DeSoto County Museum, but we thought we would do something a little bit different this week because uh, we are recording on June 6th, and again, June 6th, 1944 was a day that changed the world, so uh, we definitely want to, as Derek mentioned earlier, those men and women that were involved in that, um, you know, Derek, keeping it real, I mean, mainly men. Uh, involved all men. Yeah, and I'll take that back. It was all men that actually had to approach Correct. the beaches. There were women in the background, yes. obviously serving in different roles. Right. But actually, that attacked them. at the time, it was only men enlisted in the fighting spot of the right. military. And just making those decisions that had to happen, knowing the um, cost of that was just tremendous. And that's what so many of those movies are about, the cost of what D-Day was going to look like. The only way for us to shift this into uh, our favor, shift into defeating the Nazis, was to do this. And uh, just tremendous, man. Uh, just amazing. Thank you, Derek, for all that information. Thank you for those movie picks. Uh, I will go uh, lock myself in the house. And, now, you, uh, now you have well, a movie Now I've got plenty to watch. And my <laughs> family will be like, summer. hey, Dad, I'm going to do something else. And I'll just <laughs> be sitting there watching movies, of course. Thank you again to Soda County Museum. Typically gives us our fact of the week. Go visit them today. It's 9 to 5, Tuesday through Saturday, right here on Commerce Street. Uh, definitely get over and, and work with Rob Long at the DeSoto County Museum. No really uh, easy way to segue out of that, Derek. So we'll just go right into a very positive, very very awesome thing for the city of Hernando. Speaking, of course, about our seasonal sponsor, the Hernando Farmer's Market. It's a place to shop. It's a place to gather. But more importantly, it's a rare chance to experience the rich simplicity of a Mississippi small town. It's truly a fresh, local experience. Open every Saturday, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. every Saturday through the summer, through the fall until October 29th, the Hernando Farmer's Market, 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. on the historic Hernando Square. Over 40 vendors started with them. I think that's grown uh, in, you know, since then. Kills Country Market, Mrs. Pat's Homemade Pound Cakes and Yeast Breads, Precision Sharp, Abney's Handmade Crafts, uh, Coffee Central has a booth. Just tons and tons of vendors out there every Saturday. Get out and support one of the best farmer's markets in the Mid-South, if not the best in the state of Mississippi, the Hernando Farmer's Market. Thank you for coming back and working with the UTW Podcast. Speaking of working with and supporting, I want to continue to thank one of our newest sponsors, Holland Insurance. Holland Insurance, located in South Haven, but ready to work for anyone listening under the water tower. Holland Insurance started in 1981 and has been staffed with local industry experts who are eager to make a difference in every life they touch. Working with some of the largest companies in the world, nationwide, State Auto, Progressive, Travelers, Blue Cross Blue Shield, Holland Insurance is an independent agency that allows them to work with all those different companies 
Tell them your budget. Tell them your needs. They can probably put you with three or four different companies and present prices to you. Bruce Robinson and Jerry Holland with Holland Insurance are ready to serve whenever you need them. Give them a call today, 662-895-5528. That's 662-895-5528. As I mentioned, located in South Haven, but ready to serve all the people of DeSoto County. Holland Insurance, 662-895-5528. Give them a call today. As I teased earlier, Derek, we're going to come and finish the show since we don't have any sports right now. Still going to finish with some DeSoto County School news. Two of the schools we cover uh, had some good numbers when it comes to reading for third graders moving into fourth. Tell us about those two schools. That's right, Matt. The two schools at the top of the third grade met literacy-based promotion act. These are the requirements that the third graders have to meet in order to be promoted to uh, the fourth grade. Uh, The two schools that we cover, Lewisburg Elementary and Hernando Hills Elementary, Lewisburg was the best on the list for all the DeSoto County Elementary schools at 91.5%. Again, 91.5% of the third graders were able to uh, go ahead and move on to the fourth grade based on their reading skills. Hernando Hills came in second among all of the DeSoto County Elementary schools at 88.9%. So again, 91.5 for Lewisburg, 88.9 for Hernando Hills, the top two elementary schools uh, in third grade reading. Now, obviously, right around 9 or 10% of the third graders did not meet uh, the reading requirements in those two schools, and so they will be able to test again. So there's a second testing uh, that will take place. Uh, that will happen in July. Uh, so, if, if again, if, if you're listening and, and one of your uh, students is one of the ones that did not test, those students who did not pass the reading assessment on their first attempt will get the second retest window between June 20th through July 8th. Again, June 20th through July 8th. Some students may qualify for good cause exemptions to be promoted to the fourth grade even if they can't make that window. So, again, please contact the school. But I think it's really good showing that you know, all but 10% of the third graders and the two schools that fall under the water tower were able to be promoted to fourth grade. It just shows just a great job of what those schools are doing uh, for uh, reading for our children. Absolutely. Great job by the teachers. Great job by the principals, administrators. To uh, I mean, reading is so important. Both your son and my daughter uh, are you know were avid readers when they were younger, and that was a big thing to uh, help them you know move into high school and make uh, – good quality grades and, and, and that type of stuff. So good job by those folks, and congratulations to Hernando Hills and Lewisburg Elementary. Now let's do a little bit bigger picture stuff, Derek. Uh, you know, part of reading, part of books and so forth is having a budget to get there. So, Derek, go ahead and tell us about the DeSoto County School budget kicking off July 1st through that first uh, fiscal year. Yeah, so the proposal that Corey also will take to the, uh, to the school board uh, at the end of June to start July 1st of 2022 uh, keeps the mills the same. So the mills will remain at 52.85 mills as it was during the current fiscal year that will end on June 30th. That means there will be no tax increases uh, from the school board that will affect our property taxes. Right, you're not talking about lunch and breakfast. You're talking about meals. That's M-I-L-L- right. M-I-L-S. M-I-L-S, yes. The budget proposal is expected to be approved when the Board of Education meets again on June 16th at 10 a.m. Now, of the 52.85 mills the school district is requesting, the majority of it, again, goes to operations at 49.85 mills. Another three mills goes to the three-mill note, so the bond issue, that the district is paying on. The total budget revenues for the new fiscal year are projected to be $417 million. Is that a record? That is compared to $378 million in the current fiscal year. So I wow. would say yes. Yes, I, I would, would say, say yes. Uh, That's an the, increase of 10%. Yeah. Of the revenues, yeah. just over 49% of the funds, or $205 million, will come from state sources. Mm-hmm. 29.6% will be in local dollars. And one, $123 million, or 21%, uh, 29% will be in local dollars at $123 million, and then 
88.6 million will be from federal money. Now, while the revenues will increase, DCS expenditures also are expected, of course, to increase by 20 million in the new fiscal year from the 426 million to about 446 million. So we're kind of running at a deficit that will have to come from, uh, you know, borrowing monies, uh, other monies put aside. And of course, we've got some one-time monies that will also be coming in. I would say the fuel budget for the DeSoto County schools, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how they mark that up. I can't even imagine. Yeah, I know. Shame on everybody out there not addressing that. <laughs> Sorry. That's my patriotic tension. Shame on everybody out there, Republicans and Democrats, for not addressing the uh, uh, $4, $4.50 a gallon yeah. gas. Shame on all of y'all. Among the areas to see addition in the next school year are the addition of 27 special education teachers, nine regular education teachers, three speech pathologists, a total of nine other teachers and therapists in such areas as gifted English language learner, a program called RAMP, a lead mentor uh, teacher for elementary and one for secondary, and a dyslexia therapist. Now, there's planned capital projects that are coming up for this 2022-2023 year, which are called Certificates of Participation for Funding, include classroom additions for South Haven Intermediate, Center Hill High School, Center Hill Elementary, and Lake Cormorant Middle. A Marine Corps JROTC building at Lake Cormorant High School is being planned, as are roof replacement project at Walls Elementary, Olive Branch Middle, South Haven Intermediate, and Center Hill Elementary Schools. Now, also on the horizon will be the movement toward the construction of the new Hernando High School the district has announced will happen. It's expected a budget amendment later this year will be needed to move on forward on the project. So they kind of put it in there, but know that later on, hey, look, if we really are breaking ground, starting dirt work, starting you know any kind of thing like that, they'll have to come back and ask for an increase in that specific line item. And then finally, DeSoto County teachers will receive an additional $620 in the local part of their salary in addition, of course, to the, the state uh, – the state passed teacher pay raises that we covered back in our spring uh, podcast. That means a beginning instructor in the state's largest school district will now earn $46,501 annually starting out with a, with, when state and local supplements are combined. And that's been a total increase uh, of the local supplement now has gone up $2,000 since 2018. So again, they're getting $2,000 more just from the local school board on top of what the state's given them, uh, which uh, was about $5,000 again uh, for that. So again, just a, a great job by the school board. Um, one final thing that uh, Corey Elston, and we don't really like to say the actual quotes on here usually, but one other thing he did want to make sure that everybody understood is that they're putting another $750,000 towards school resource officers. Now, unfortunately, after the you know shooting in Uvalde, Texas, that we also happened uh, over the last two since weeks. Since our last show. Since our last show. Actually, the day our last show came out, yes. That is correct. So um, they uh, have been talking about um, you know what are we going to do for school safety. Now, they already have about a $2 million, uh, excuse me, a $1 million budget. They're actually upgrading this to about $2 million. Okay. Uh, currently, they have about 30 school resources officers uh, covering the 39 schools. Now they're going to try to get one in all 39 schools. Very uh, that'll be part of that $750,000 increase toward that uh, as part of this budget going forward. So again, just a lot going on. Uh, you know, Corey is a great job putting it together. $417 million budget that will look to be approved by the school board on June 16th at 10 o'clock. You and I both know, or I would say are friends with the CFO of the Soto County Schools. Uh, they do a wonderful job. Whew, that's a big budget. That's a big undertaking. You said 39 schools, 36,000 kids. Just tremendous. I mean, we really do uh, take for granted maybe here at DeSoto County Schools 
um, you know, what they do and what they're able to pull off. So a tremendous. Again, without a tax increase for this year. Correct. Without a tax increase for this year. I I like what you had mentioned. Um, Fuel's different. Cost of steel, all that stuff's different. Heck, Derek, it's different since when we announced Hernando High School, the new Hernando High School. You know, that's the crazy stuff. Something that was going to cost $55 million could, with the snap of fingers, uh, be $65 million. And you got to budget and plan for those things, and it's just just tremendous. And and I'm sorry what I said a few moments ago. I'm I'm sorry about that. I just get Actually, on the show, that was – Deleted. I didn't even. Had, I had a longer rant. You had a longer rant about that one. I'll, I'll, I'll keep this rant real quick, and I just want to explain so everybody, the podcast listeners, can understand what I'm saying. I've said this on the podcast, Derek. You and I have both. Maybe you. Maybe you disagree. We've both been to bars. We've been. We've been out. We've been. Yes. We've gone out with yes. friends. Okay. Yes. We know guys or people we would not have taken their girlfriends. <laughs> you wouldn't have talked to. You wouldn't have looked at. You wouldn't have messed with. You wouldn't dance with. Absolutely. They're off limits. Yes. yes. The United States of America has become someone that you would walk up and take their girl. Okay. I'm sorry. That's, that's an this, interesting analogy. It's a very, it's I, will a very, say, I will say that's The United analogy. States of America has become someone that you will walk up to their girlfriend in the bar and say, would you like to dance? Mm. We haven't always been there. Certainly weren't there in the movies that you talked about earlier. Okay. Mm. World War II, totally different ball game. We've become a country to where now other people will test us and say, maybe she'll go home with me. I, I do agree. <laughs> Again, that's a very interesting analogy. <laughs> uh, I do agree with that. Yeah, I think that other countries will test us and, and see, you know, just no, what other, we're willing even, to give. Not, or not, not even countries. Other things. OPEC, countries, things. They will test us yeah. and push us and say, oh, oh, let's tinker with this baby formula or tinker with that. We have people across the world that are testing the United States of America, and we are reacting. Not Democrats, not Republicans. We are doing nothing. We could change. We could drive. We become a lot more reactive than proactive. Is what you're saying? We could change the price of gas today. Today, we could fix the formula shortage. Today, we could fix the country in a lot of different ways. Today, it's not very hard, Derek. As Americans, when someone is elected, are they making your life better or worse? And if the answer is worse, they're not doing their job. I have a van rental company. If my phone stopped ringing, I wouldn't have a van rental company. You work for a bank. If no one would come in and deposit money because your bank was closed all the time or your bank uh, was worse than the other five in the city of Fernando, you wouldn't have a job anymore. Right. Why should we be any different when it comes to running the country of America? Thank you for that, everybody. Sorry about <laughs> the rant. The rant on the uh, uh, Forgotten Show was uh, was tremendous, but uh, easy to segue there. Look, if you like what we talk about, sorry about my analogy. It's a very interesting analogy, but we all know what I'm talking about. There were guys that we knew. You did not mess with their girlfriends. You did not mess with their girls. You didn't say, hey, that's a nice dress, or you didn't say, hey, would you like to dance? Because if you did, you would be pounded into the ground. <laughs> or he wouldn't forget it, and you'd never do it again. Just simply saying. Oh, it's all, uh, like, <laughs> anyway, we digress, of course. And uh, what God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what the different things we're going to talk about. Look, if you enjoy our show, we're so glad you're still with us. If you enjoy our show, <laughs> you probably turn it off by now. Find us on Facebook at UTW Podcast, on Instagram at UTW Podcast, and definitely on Twitter at UTW Pod. If you enjoy our show, please share it. Share it with friends, family, uh, coworkers, people that you might say, hey, you might enjoy what these guys talk about uh, a couple times a week this summer. Just forward that to them, uh, any of the link. Also, wherever you listen to our show, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, give us a five-star review. Give us a thumbs up. Simply helps us move up when it comes to local podcasts. If you enjoy our show, find OB Pod. Simply stands for Olive Branch. 
branch, OB Pod, releases a show early on Monday mornings covering the eastern side of DeSoto County. Also covers the athletics at Lewisburg, Olive Branch, and Center Hill. Again, OB Pod. Look them up today. Well, Derek, it's really good to be back in the mobile car and van rental studios. Glad to be back. Ready for a wonderful summer. Thoroughly enjoyed the work on the uh, World War II movies. I'll get started. Uh, you know, Maybe I'll watch those four that I missed Leave. over the summer, and I'll comment on them. I like that. Yeah. So less ranting, less rants, less uh, bar analogies. Tell you what. Tell you what have, have them watch by Veterans Day. We can cover it over Veterans Day. Ooh, that's in November. November. Oh, I got tons of time. Yeah, you got tons yeah, I got of time. plenty of time there. Plenty of time there. Look. Thank you so much for coming back and listening to the UTW podcast. Thank you for the two weeks off that we had. It was really going to be 10 days, but your boy uh, hit the wrong <laughs> button on the computer and uh, turned into 14 days. Really appreciate it. Well, Derek, if there's nothing else, I'm Matt. And I'm Derek. Join us next time under the water tower.